We would like to advise that the following program may contain adult themes, occasional nudity, and language that may offend some listeners. Thank God it's... And welcome to Studio 222 at the ABC and Ultimo for another edition of Thank God It's Friday. I'm Richard Glover and please welcome this week's gang. It's Gary Eck and Beck Melrose here in Sydney. Hello. And in Melbourne, Dane Simpson, who's not quite at the studio yet because he's running down Swanson <laughs> Street. Or I hope he's going the right way. Flinders yeah, Street. Or if he takes a wrong turn. Uh, he'll be there, though, in just a second. And with the music, it's Georgia Mooney and Oliver Thorpe. It's going to be fantastic. Woo-hoo! Very nice. They are ready to play from George's debut album, which is coming out sometime soon. I'll ask her about that. But let's check that you're up with this week's news. Which top dog just became a second banana? Mm, yes. Well, um, story of Sydney and Melbourne, mm-hmm. uh, because they've done the, uh, the, well, census and they've determined that Melbourne is now bigger than Sydney. And, but Through some dodginess. Yeah, massive dodginess. Dodgy. I don't like this at all because they've <laughs> included a town, or it's a town called Melton, mm. which is a kind of an outlying town yeah. into the, it's the like, census. It's like Sydney includes Goulburn, of course yeah, it does. Yeah, well, why, I just thought now they've got like 18,000 more thanks to this town. So why can't we – surely we can do the same thing. Why can't we include Katoomba or – yeah, just redraw the boundaries, get Newcastle in, Wollongong. Yeah, not all of it, just Castle, not the new part. Yeah. What's, what's the population of Castle? It's got to be 18,000. Yeah, right? true, yeah. true. All these people in Katoomba are listening to this and thinking, we don't want to come. We don't want to. Well, just the Oomba, the Oomba part of Katoomba. Yeah. We don't need all of Katoomba. Just just anyone, anyone from Oomba, just come down to Actually, there is a different solution because the, it's, uh, they're now 18,700 more. Yeah. So if we could attract 9,351 of those people in oh. Melbourne to come to Sydney. It's a bit like an election yeah. result. You yeah. only need half of them to mm. move from there to here and we're one ahead. Wow. We need like the Pied Piper just to sort of... They're not all rats. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Aren't they? <laughs> Brutal. I, I feel sorry for the town because this apparently happened because it was Melton, right? The mm-hmm. regional town that's now suddenly part of Melbourne. Mm. Imagine going from a regional town to a city overnight. Like all the farmers are going to have to learn how to milk oats and almonds all of a sudden. The pubs are going to have to figure out what pesto aioli is. You're not going to be able to get a parking spot. There's toll roads popping up everywhere. Every every waiter's going to have to get a beard overnight. Exactly. Man buns are going up exponentially. It's tough. New listeners on how to to make a coffee. They They have a magic now, they were telling me. This is the new coffee in Melbourne. It's called right. a magic. It's a called magic. A magic. Oh, the, the coffee's called, called magic. magic. Yeah. You mean the bean? So you, you brew it. You, you get you get your uh, yeah. you get your grind perfect. Absolutely right. The grind. The grind's very important. And then you put it into the coffee machine, and then you get your phone out and you time fifteen seconds, and you only take the first fifteen seconds of the extraction, and then you throw away the rest. That's like and a urine you, sample. Then you add three. <laughs> you add three quarters milk, not a full cup. Three oh. quarters of the milk. And you put it all together, and the first extraction from the coffee is sweeter than the rest of the coffee. Mm. So therefore it's a particularly good. And that's if you if you go to if you want to go to Melbourne. You ask for a magic. Yeah. Oh, so if you, you go into Milton tomorrow yeah. and see if it really is part yeah. of Melbourne. By yeah. saying mate, mate, can I have a magic? And if they yeah. say, What is what's what's that? Yeah. You can have a flat white if you want. 
Oh, that, that's still yeah. that's still Actually, that, that, that could that, be, yeah. At that point, you go to the ABS and say, you got it wrong. Yes, redraw the boundaries. <laughs> that's a good idea if they don't know. If they go, can I have a coffee? And they go, what would you want? To, you can have a cappuccino or a cappuccino, then you're out. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's it. I think it. that's a good mark. You yeah. know what I do when I'm in Melbourne? I love doing this. I drink nothing. This is true. I drink nothing but 7-Eleven coffees when I'm in Melbourne yeah. just mm. to spite everybody. I go one further. I only have international roast. Oh. I say I'll have a single origin coffee and yeah. the single origin is a can of international yes, roast. thank you. That blend 43. The other 42 blends were no good, but 43, that's perfect. We nailed it. Do we care? Do we care about this? No, to be honest, I don't really care. Nah. Nah. I mean, we know we're bigger. But we're not anymore. Well, I know, but just, you know, just... In our ego. In our ego. No. Oh, it's, it's definitely different, right? Every time you go to Melbourne, you jump in a taxi and the first thing they say is, oh, you're from Sydney, eh? So what do you think of Melbourne? Mm. No one's doing that when you come to Sydney. Mm, yeah. We're just, we're busy enjoying well, we our think lives. It's, it's, I think the difference is we actually think Melbourne's better than Sydney. Yeah, Melbourne's great. Me, Melbourne's great. So we, we think whenever we, we, and whenever we think about Melbourne, which is never, we yeah, think it's better right, than Sydney. Exactly. Yeah. Whenever Melbourne, Melbourneians think about Sydney, which is all the time, yeah. they think it's crap. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's great. Just settle. You've got a great city. It's all grid system. It's so easy to navigate. Mm. You've got great coffee, even at your service stations. Don't sweat. We had a we had a relative, uh, a, a somewhat elderly relative, who was losing her her, her her eyesight, and she was going to the optometrist to try to confront this blindness that she was. Uh, but she was driving herself, and and my wife said, uh, "Are you sure, Betty? Are you sure you should be?" driving yourself to the optometrist. And she said, it's all right, darling. It's very, all the roads are very straight down here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, until you hit a brick wall yeah. and then uh, you've got to stop. <laughs> and you know you've got problems. Dane Simpson <sighs> is actually in, in Melbourne having run up, uh, you know, Swanson Street or something like that. I don't know where he is. Uh, how, how are you going, Dane, and how, how are your lungs? Yet, oh, they're, uh, they're probably fitter now, slightly. Um, but, yeah, the, the tram stopped today. And, Country boy, I don't know how this all works. I just get on the the tram and it takes me to the place, you know, and I I don't think of uh, traffic or it's unheard of in mm. Wagga Wagga. In Wagga Wagga, yeah. <laughs> mm. So this is this is the this is the young Wagga boy in the big city for the Melbourne Comedy Festival, wide eyed, looking up at the buildings and thinking, Oh, look, I'll just the ABC, it must be on the next corner. That that's the way it is in Wagga. <laughs> <laughs> and also, the cars will move, you know, yeah. um, and they don't. They yeah. just stay yeah. put. I don't know. I don't know how cars don't move. That's the whole point of them. Uh, <laughs> if if I drive along and someone's walking and then we move a little bit and I see that person walking again, I'm like, why aren't I walking? Mm. That doesn't make sense. Mm. Like it, Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Cars. So anyway, you've managed to get yourself into the studio only... Uh, uh, six minutes late. So, yeah. Can you answer the question, uh, what are we going to do about Melbourne being the biggest city and do we care? <laughs> I, uh, I predicted Melbourne would be the biggest city um, because they were in lockdowns the longest, you know, nothing else to do. And I, I figured <laughs> that, oh, right? true, yeah, very true. Yeah. Uh, that they were going to grow, you know. Uh, what so are famous... boring they had to breathe. <laughs> 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 what a strategy. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, yeah, I, I legit was like, Melbourne's going to grow, double in population. Um, mm. and, and it did. 
but not the not the way that I thought. Melton got him over the line. Melton got him over the line. <laughs> uh, we are with Dane Simpson, Beck Melrose, and Gary Eckner. Mm. Who has been outfoxed when it comes to counting votes? Who has been outfoxed? Who wants to take this on, mm. Beck? Well, you I've, look like you know. You I've, look, you I've look. heard about this. Uh, so this is the story of the uh, Dominion Voting Systems. They've accused Fox News, Rupert Murdoch's network, of defamation because they've lied about the miscount in the US election. Uh, it's very interesting to me. They didn't teach us this at, at uh, journalism school when I went there. But if you've got $1.2 billion, uh, you don't have to let facts get in the way of a good story. So that's just mm. good to know. I would love to have $1.2 billion free for a defamation well, case. Well, this is the I biggest think. defamation payment. <laughs> People say they're, they're, paid it, they're paid so much money because they just don't want uh, Mr Murdoch to be forced to you know, give evidence. Yeah. Well, he was busy getting married for the seventh time or <laughs> divorced or something. I don't I didn't even know if he exists. I think he's a hologram, to be honest. You can't have a hologram appear in court. No, he gave, he gave up on that relationship. That's all off now. Oh, that's all off, yeah. It's all off. Again. Yeah, what a tr- what, what, that guy's just got so much heart, hasn't he? You know, just, ah, don't worry about it. Everyone's giving us a hard time. You're over. You're gone. <laughs> what a lot to One point. I... Yeah. You know, like, because what I think they were saying that uh, the Fox News, it was like $13 billion uh, they made last year. So to pay out 1.2 is just the cost of business. You know, that's. You, you reckon you, they found this down the back of the couch? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was there. You know, like, and like, if somebody came to me and just said, look, give me 1.2 billion, at one, I'd be like, okay, but why? Right. Mm-hmm. And, but if they're saying, I'll give you $13 billion in return. I'm like, Good deal. Yeah. Good deal. Yeah. And, th- and this is the other part of the story is, is that all these internal emails show that really the Fox announcers and the, the staff and the producers, they, they didn't believe these stories. They knew they were lies, but they thought the audience will like them. Mm. This will fit in with what the audience. So I wonder if every, are all, is all media or stand-up comics or newspapers, is everybody basically afraid of their audience wanting to fit in? You, you wanna, must want to fit in with your audience, Dane. <laughs> that's all. That's I, all Rupert wants. I I would kill to have an audience. Um, that would be <laughs> <laughs> to actually fit in with. Yeah, what a joy. Um, yeah, I, I think both mum and dad are very happy with the direction I've chosen because <laughs> they are the audience. Uh, tonight. Um, Come on, Gary. Has, yeah. has Rupert Murdoch done anything different from what you do in your stand-up, which is to desperately want to desperately just try to say something that the audience will like? Well, I wouldn't pay them off. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like. I wouldn't be that. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have anything to pay them off. That's for certain. I mean, I wouldn't really care. I mean, but you know, obviously, you know, it's going to bring his company down and. You know, well, but I'm, I don't. Well, no, because as Dane says, they no, make so much so money. Much money. Yeah. I mean, Trump must be furious. I mean, he's he's the last thing he wants them to admit that they were kind of Mm-mm. you know weren't telling the truth. You know, one point two billion. That's huge. You know, that is so huge. That is, you know, Richard. That's almost as big as my sperm count. You know, I have over twenty seven trillion billion sperm. True. That's last time I counted. Lots of little me's. Lots of great little me's. Really little me's, and each have super intelligence, Richard. Super, super intelligence. He does that suspiciously well. That's yeah. just I think, really I think, creepy. How good that he, is. He is, yeah. he is Trump. Uh, yeah. Now, who ran out of uh, who ran out of excuses when it came to accepting third prize? What's this story about? Who knows this one? Who actually? Oh, you're yeah. the runner among us, yeah, Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're the expert athlete. The um, yeah, I, was, uh, I keep getting typecast as this athlete. Um, it's uh, yeah, well, I we've, know got, this we've is... got eyes in our head, Dane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, this is the third place runner in the the marathon, the ultra slim, ultra whatever it is marathon, and they they ended up catching getting a car. Um, <laughs> what what I think is really funny is like they pretended. No, 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 no. I didn't. I didn't mean to. Like I was. I, my leg hurt. Yeah. So that's why. Yeah. Her leg hurt and she spotted a friend who in a car. So she got into the car and she did, I think, four kilometres of the 80 kilometres. And then she got out and kept on running and came third and accepted the prize. Right. Yeah. I, like, yeah. It, that's, that's how that worked. Like, oh, I wasn't going to do steroids, but my arm hurt when I was mm. doing weights. <laughs> so then I thought, oh, Classic if I take excuse. drugs, it works. Yeah, it just, it just it, that's so, like, what a weird excuse to use. Um, Although it did make me feel finally that I could have a career in ultra marathon. Yeah, that's it. That's my kind of sport. I mean, it, that's it's my a level. stunning coincidence that her friend just happens to be there halfway, yeah, yeah. waiting yeah. in a car, and I there's thought, no thought, one around. Yeah, I thought that. Yeah. I mean, doesn't didn't yeah. anyone actually notice? Didn't anyone kind of point out, like someone going, "I got an Uber for Josie." You know, <laughs> Uber. Did anyone order a, a, an Uber? I got an Uber for the finish line. Anyone? Someone wants to go to the finish line. Is that who is that? Oh, that's what good. A, and like I think, because how they got caught was there was a like a tracker or something in like embedded in their clothing or whatever yeah. in their shoes oh. or and then they, they and she they, she's they, suddenly going at eighty oh, kilometers an hour yeah, <laughs> yeah. So she's really stepped she, up the pace she went for a mile in one point like four minutes and yeah you are the greatest sprinter on mm. earth running a mile in one point something minutes um so why why wouldn't you take that into account you know like at least Warney had the decency to blame mum <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. find an excuse but i think i think every australian looked at the story and said doesn't she have a mum to blame? Yeah. Mm. Well, she lives yeah, in Australia now. That's what I read. Yeah, she, she is. Moved. She yeah. ran away. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, well, I'll come and cheat here, see how I go. <laughs> it's tradition. <laughs> like, this isn't the first time someone's cheated in a marathon. There were cheaters in the 1904 marathon, but they went 11 miles. So this pales in comparison. There was wow. also a dude in the Tour de France who put a cork in his mouth, tied it with fishing wire to a car, and let the car tow him. Oh, no, so, <laughs> so he mean, couldn't but, see. So he couldn't see. Oh, brilliant. It's genius. Mm. And I think she's just following a, a proud tradition of very, very clever. It's not cheating. It's just, you know. A bit of a Bending the rules. Uh, transport you know. doping, I guess. Trans- <laughs> <laughs> and her legs hurt. Yeah, we'll just allow everybody to do it. That makes a more interesting event, Absolutely. you know, where you can choose a transport. You know, whether yeah. it's a train or a helicopter. Get Uber surge pricing and see who gets an Uber first. <laughs> like that, I'd watch. That's every Saturday night for me. Gary Eck, Beck Melrose and Dane Simpson. Uh, now, the ABC children's show Bluey is under fire this week after a new episode featured the two parent dogs, that's Bandit and Chili, weighing themselves and being dismayed about how overweight they'd become. It's fat-shaming, say the critics, who now want the scene to be edited out. What other cartoon should now be edited in order to remove such offensive and dangerous messages? Gary Eck. Well, there's a lot. I've got a big list here. Um, <laughs> Tom and Jerry. It's yeah. very blokey. Bit blokey. Two oh, guys. Yeah. 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 Tom and Jessica. Going to have to change yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they seem a bit mean. There's a sort of a rivalry between the species, mm. which I think is... is it's nasty It's, not, it's well. nasty. Yeah. Cats and mice, I mean, they it, did live in harmony at one stage. Surely. Sure. This whole business of nature red in tooth and claw, it's outmoded. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Stupid Darwinian friends, ideas. Yeah. Yeah. So that's got to I think if, the, if they were friends, it'd be called George and Jerry. 
George and Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> George and his good friend Jerry. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so that's um, off the list. That's off the list. Uh, the Flintstones, remember the, remember Flintstones? You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, the little baby called Bam Bam, way too violent. That's yeah, yeah. got to go. Change oh, yeah, the name yeah. to Cuddles. Oh, that's yeah, cute. Yeah, Cuddles. Pebbles, there was a little girl who was called Pebbles, which kids swallow Pebbles. That's bad messaging. Yeah. So the way oh, the way he has to drive the car using his feet, I don't think that's very healthy. That's not healthy at all. Could I mean, be good for an he... ultra marathon. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's true. Birds, yeah, they could true. I didn't think about that. Uh, Sponge SpongeBob SquarePants. I uh, I take offence at that because um, my name Gary is a snail. <laughs> In that show. Oh, in that show. Oh, My name's true. always just a, just like a cartoon character, roadkill. You should be just... pleased that there are still some Garys. We, there aren't we, any Garys. We talked That's about the this. The last, yeah. the last Gary born in New South Wales was, I think, in 1987. Nine, yeah. Well, yeah, 1991. 1991, yeah. okay. Precise. There yeah, have been no in... Garys since then. So yeah, the fact no. that there's one in a cartoon, you should be happy. I know. No one ever comes up to me, though, Richard, and says, oh, Gary. Gary. Oh, that's a gorgeous name. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> Where is that from? Do you know uh, the other problem is? Just can't imagine a baby. I can imagine you. I can't imagine a baby called Gary. Yeah, what's your child's name? Gary. It's just, <laughs> it's not. It's only, you hear Gary when you go to the park and someone calls their dog. Gary, <laughs> Gary, get over here. Good girl, Gary. Good girl. And then you rush over. Yeah, then I and rush over. Pat your head. I don't want to look at you. No one's called Gary. Anyway. It's funny to me that your problem with your name is the Gary and not Eck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're, we're losing connection with. Uh, we're, we're, sorry, we're, you're cutting out a lot. Quick, let me lean over and turn off. Uh, that's true, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, who else should be banned? So, uh, so do, uh, look, Scooby Doo, because yeah. you know, not one of those characters in that film carries around a little plastic bag to pick up Scooby Doo. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh. That's, that doesn't happen. Um, I reckon, if you ask me, I think uh, Shaggy carries around a little plastic bag. Yeah, <laughs> does too. I, yeah with a name like Shaggy, yeah. you have to Cost carry him around. 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can relate to this, Richard, because, you know, I'm, uh, I'm involved creator of uh, Ginger and the Veggie Sores on yeah, ABC. Yeah, ABC TV. And uh, ABC It's very suitable viewing if you've yeah. got a you oh, know, yeah. season two in the comes, house. Season yeah. two comes out in May. And by the way, it's really it's just debuted on uh, BBC and we're oh, one, cool. we're just below Bluey. Bluey's mm-hmm. number one and we're number two. It's a very enjoyable Amazing. show. It's a very enjoyable show. But we had, we had a similar thing because we, when we were writing, you just forget about it. And we had an episode called Wobbly Tooth where the little baby P-Rex, because it's all vegetables, it's dinosaurs, has to get its tooth taken out and it's trying to take it out. And we thought, oh, it'll lick like a, a netting, like a numbing netting needle that exists in the wild and ABC's like oh no you can't have that because um, you know that's Mm. kids will go around looking Mm. non-existent Numbing nettles. Yes. Well, I'm on. Oh. I'm on the side of the authorities on this one, Gary. <laughs> there was a kind of weird drug, kind of hallucination yeah. thing going on. Can can uh, can, bandit, can, bandit, can bandit be worried about the fact that he's a bit fat, <laughs> yeah, well, as, as many well, dogs are? Yeah, that's right. I mean, seriously. I mean, it's just a, it's a dog. D- Dane, what do you think of the bluey controversy, and and what else should be? What else do we now have to re-edit? Yeah, we. Uh, you know, what? we've got to re-edit. We've got to re-edit Popeye. The amount of times it's made me look a fool, and uh, when my <laughs> where there's people like you know I can't open this jar, and yeah. I've seen a bag of spinach, and I'm like, <laughs> give me ten seconds, uh, and then nothing. <laughs> I, I, I eat the spinach, <laughs> and it makes me look silly. Yeah, you know, yeah, I don't, yeah. it's misleading. We're, um, we're, we're just too credulous, aren't we? We mm. believe what we see. Yeah, that's yeah. an unrealistic beauty standard, isn't that, Popeye? That's, I feel for you guys. That's pretty I, brutal. What's a good with the woman called Violet? Is it in Popeye? Oh, olive oil? She's got oh, olive, olive oil. Olive, 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 olive oil. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Olive oil. That's the, in Italy, she was called yeah. olive oil. Yeah. 
But I, yeah, and I, you know, it's not it's not the spinach that makes him fight all the sailors. We all know it's rum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should put that in the series. <laughs> Beck Melrose, what what do we need if we're going to edit uh, this scene out of Bluey? What else do we need to edit? Well. I think you're right, actually, about whether they should be worried about whether they're fat or not, because we were talking about this yesterday, me and Dane, when we ran into each other, and yeah. it's not their fault. It's the owner's fault, right? So I think that's the first problem with this. But I think every Disney movie ever... But they don't have... have own, they, don't, mm. they, are their, they own their own bum in Bluey. That's the point. Mm. They don't have owners? They don't no, have owners. No, they well, that's the irresponsible. Owner. Then they're just street dogs. It's <laughs> only a matter of episodes before they get caught. No, we don't want to watch what per- happens then. They've got a perfectly nice Queenslander. Oh, no, come on. I don't want to see the episode where they get put in the local. I hope it's an RSPCA pound. That's all I'm saying. What else do you want to now go through? All the Disney movies. All of them. All of them are problematic. I think Cinderella, as, as a top one, one off the top of my head, unrealistic beauty standards for women. No woman's foot looks good in a glass slipper, uh, especially if you've been dancing all night. It's going to look like a sweaty Christmas ham. There's no way a prince is chasing after someone with a foot like that. 101 Dalmatians, the guy's a struggling musician. There is no way his landlord would let him have 101 dogs in that house. Not Absolutely in Sydney. Not, not in Sydney, no way. Uh, Bambi, let the mother live. Um that's just for me because that was highly traumatic. As a yeah, child. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we, this is an absolutely true story from just three weeks ago. We were at home and we we had run out of bluey and so forth, and so I was then tooling around with my grandson sitting next to me, and I I put on I put on that I put on Bambi, oh. and it's in the first scene, right? and yeah. we were about. I suppose 40 seconds in and there was this little voice to my right and it said, Bluey! That's all he said was, Bluey! Just get this rubbish off! Yeah, and then Bandit died in that episode. It was double trouble. Yeah, and so we go back to Bluey and what does he get? Fat shaming! Bandit's got a paralysis tick in this episode. It's not looking good. Everyone switch off. It's a hard word. Are you ready for the Wheel of Death, Gary? No, I'm not. I didn't even know I was doing the Wheel yeah. of Death, Richard. That's I, why I didn't ask you because I, I knew you'd say no. <laughs> normally, it's all I, get, I open this email and it's like, and it just says, normally it might be something, hey, Gary, interested in doing the Wheel of Death, yeah. up for the Wheel of Death. It just yeah. says, Gary will do, do the, the Wheel, wheel of, of Death. death. Yes. Well, I thought, you know, I thought, because Tommy's, Tommy's in America seeing his folks for a week or two, so he'll yeah. be back soon. But, uh, you know, uh, he's the only, he and Rebecca are the only ones who actually enjoy doing it. <laughs> Exactly. If you told me earlier, I'd be going worried about yeah, it. But no. the fact well, that I I'll didn't... Just make... Save it for the day, I thought. Save it for the day. Okay, Worried here are the topics you. for you to take on. Uh, Ferris wheel, mould, autumn, leeches, flying saucer, queuing, sneakers, broccoli, mm. mouse traps, bank, cashew, frogs, rhubarb, and I think we're back to potato. Oh, there's a bit of fruit in there. Yeah, okay, you ready? Which yeah, one's full, I, of, I, full I, of fear? They're all, all of them. Around, around, around it goes. Where it starts, no one knows. Today's topic is flying saucers. Flying saucers. Flying saucer. Flying saucers. Yes. Well, this is. It's um, a singular, actually. Flying saucer. Flying saucer. Yeah. That's. I did pick that up because. um, I mean, this is a subject matter that I know a lot about because I studied, obviously, alien invasion, flying saucers. Is one of my uh, courses uh, that you, I. You don't get the name Eck unless you're yeah. involved in some pretty weird <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, know that no, it's true. So it, it's you know it, it's interesting. It's we think of flying saucers as alien terrestrials, you know, terrestrials kind of coming in from other you know universes and planets, but it's it's got nothing to do with that. It's going goes back to um, 16th century England when oh, does it? yeah because. Oh. 
<laughs> no, no, true, because back then, I mean, the, the King of England, who, you know, Richard, who was the King of England, 16th century. Well, well maybe uh, Henry. Queen, was, queen. Uh, could have been the Queen. I don't know. I, remember, I wasn't studying a lot back when I was doing the course. <laughs> well, Henry VIII is sort of it was, it was, 15 something or other, isn't it, he? It, it was around Henry VIII. I think it might have even been Henry VIII because he had a really bad temper and he would get the crockery. <laughs> And when things weren't up to scratch, when people, you know, were late, even just punctual, if they were like late a second. He was running out of wives. Running out of wives. Like he was, yeah, exactly. There was a time where he, I want more wives. And he just picked up uh, like the plate and he threw it. Right. Okay. Um, And he threw it and, and, and the town had to stop and people had to kind of pretend to ignore it. Because it was this, this tan- ah, so tan- you're training people to ignore flying saucers flying and pre- saucers. pretend they didn't exist. Yeah, but of yeah. course, every now and then, someone would go, "What was that?" Yeah, that looked like. Uh, did you see that? It just came flying <laughs> through the air. But everyone, kind of in the town, went, "Oh gosh, we can't mention this." No, no. And of course, he would kind of kept having. And these... It was only the American people who lived there, the handful of American people that lived there who. That's right. Who saw the flying saucer? <laughs> That's right. They were on a, a, a porch in a some sort of farmyard, and they were just sitting down. They would see this little kind of saucer. You know, just being thrown. And sometimes they go, that's an unusual, it looks like a cup, you know, because obviously King Henry VIII, you know, varied the cutlery and crockery that he would throw. But primarily it was sources. And so to become an actual, like, plate maker during that time was very profitable because (laughs) he was, there were a lot of plate makers who would supply to the, you know, to the king directly, knowing that he was going to throw them. And then that's why they, if you look at plates today, they have that slight curve shape. They do. For more aerodynamic kind of flying, because that's where it came from. I assumed that the plate was named after the flying saucer, was named after the extraterrestrial, but it's actually the other way around. No, it's the other way around. So that's why originally plates before King Henry VIII, they were just flat, completely flat. And then as he started to throw them, he demanded more flight, more lift. He wanted them to go further. And he got very angry. He was beheading people constantly. And um, Michael Plate, he was one of the great plate makers. That's where he lended his name to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he lost his head. Yeah. And, and was I, there a guy called Barry Dish as well? Barry Dish, yeah. So he came after Michael Plate. And Dish was very popular because he, he had a very strong, there was a very deep curve in, in his kind of plates. And the, and the King Henry loved mm. those. And he would throw I also think that guy, uh, actually, it was a woman, actually. It was mm. Betty, uh, Betty, uh, Betty Serving Plate. Betty Serving Plate. She, yeah, so she. Betty Croc- Betty Crockery. Who Betty is Crocker, that? yeah. So <laughs> that's where she, that's, she's a descendant. She's okay, from. Okay, all right, you win. Betty Crocker. <laughs> well, that's, she's from. Her whole family were from that time that she's carried on that name. So. Um, and, and I mean, it was, it was, people don't even know this, Richard. This is the crazy thing that we don't even know where, that where the term flying saucer, people think it's some sort of alien thing, but mm-hmm. no, it's all derived from, uh, that, uh, from, you know, crockery that the King Henry yeah. VIII would, would Aren't we lucky we had an expert? It Just really, by chance. It's, it's, it's yeah. amazing. And, you know, to be honest, it's a, it's a. Stunning coincidence that I'd be an expert on any one of those subjects. <laughs> yes, there you go. That the, the miracle of the wheel of death. <laughs> Thank God it's Friday with Richard Glover. Does he die? No, oh, he triumphs. He triumphs. Just scrapes through on complete and utter. No, very good. I'll never look at a plate the same again. Ah. Quarter to six is the time we have Gary Beck, Milrose, and Dane Simpson on. Thank God it's Friday. Uh, now, travel writer Ben Groundwater says that Aussie tourists mainly behave well. Overseas and don't deserve their drunken bogan reputations. So, how do you know a fellow Australian when you spot them from a distance? If it's not 
drunken behaviour, what are the giveaway signs that you are sharing a bus or a temple or a museum overseas with someone from your own country? Now, Dane, you've just been to, to Scotland for the Edinburgh Comedy Festival and, and all of that. How, do, do you know when you get on a bus or a train that that person down the end of the carriage is Australian? Oh, 100%. You can, <laughs> you can tell because it's, uh, it's the yeah, nah, that 100% gets, gives them away. Um, are you getting on? Nah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then is, is the next always, town Edinburgh? Yeah, <laughs> nah, yeah. Edin, I'm heading to Edinburgh. Is, is another giveaway um, for me. Um, but also, people get in the front seat of the taxis. That yeah, is the number one. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I was in America a few years ago, and we I was haggling with the taxi driver um, with uh, taking me into New York City, and then it was late at night, um, and then. I gave him my bag and he was putting it in the boot or the trunk, should I say. And I uh, walked to the car and got in the front seat and he came and yelled at me because not only did I get in the front seat, which is weird for him, but I got in the driver's seat. (laughs) (laughs) You are so lucky you weren't shot. How very friendly of you. Oh, you're tired, mate. I'll drive. I'll take it from here. I genuinely think I thought he thought I gave him my bag and while he's distracted, I'm just going to take your car. (laughs) And you did. Yeah. And so, yeah, I I waved at him from through the rear vision mirror and uh, had a car for the weekend. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, nah, and uh, getting into the wrong seat in the the taxi, that's the giveaways. What, What are the other giveaways? It's It's an Aussie sharing that bus or, or temple or train overseas, Beck? Well, I think the first sign is that if you're in a temple or a museum, chances are it's probably not an Aussie who's in there because they'll all be at the bar, I think. And, I mean, I believe this guy, Ben, I think, sure, there's lots of sensible Aussies that travel, but I've travelled through Thailand and I can tell you what, the stereotype holds up in Does a lot that? of places oh, I've been to. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. You can tell an Aussie's coming because they're usually covered in bandages from jumping in skipping ropes that are lit on fire and all sorts of things. Like our risk profile, it goes up when we go Okay, overseas. we were talking about this on the radio, though, during the week, and somebody said, oh, no, I was in Germany, and the official said, oh, you're Australian. And I, I said, how do you know? And he said, it's the Australians. They, they were always smiling. They're oh, always happy. Lovely. Isn't that lovely? That's so nice. Maybe it's the yeah, clip-clap mm. of the thongs that they hear and they just say <laughs> smile. Mm. I, I smile when I'm a bit drunk as well, so I think that's exactly <laughs> yeah, maybe what's that's going it. on. Uh, yeah. Gary, do we deserve a, a bad reputation overseas? And how do you tell an Aussie? I think, I mean, the accent is so always a giveaway. And it's weird because it's not until you travel that you suddenly realise what you sound like. You forget what yeah. you sound like. But then when you're overseas and you hear that accent and you're like, oh, my God, do we sound like that? Oh, oh it's a New Zealander. That's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I was confused. But see, I remember backpacking through Turkey many years ago and, uh, you know, the people on the street were always trying to hustle and sell you stuff. And they just knew where you were from just by the way you walked. It's not like you were carrying a flag or anything. Uh-huh. They would yell out and they go, and be really specific. They go, hey, my friend, uh, what part of uh, Sydney are you from? Like, you you, you say, incredible. Annandale, say. Annandale. Yeah, and yeah. they say, my cousin lives in Annandale. <laughs> they do, they go, but here's the thing. Yeah. They do. They do. <laughs> That's right. And they go, oh, my God, how would you know that? And then they're like, oh, my God, because you walk like you want to buy a carpet. <laughs> and I happen to have a couple if you're interested. See, maybe it's, we were talking about this. And people said, look, actually there are giveaways. It's, someone said I, I knew, they were Australian and they were with an English friend and in Paris airport or something. And he said, that guy's Australian. And she said, oh, how do you know? How do you know? And he says, I'll tell you. He is. You go up and ask him. And she went up and asked him and he said, yeah, I'm Australian. She said, she came back and said, how do you know? And he said, 
he's got really, really burnt forearms. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I knew. That's true, isn't it? That's and the neck way. as well. Yeah. Like, he's always got this V neck. And someone else yeah. says, actually, it's the sun damage on the head. <laughs> I, I, prefer, I prefer yeah. I prefer the, the smiley yeah, face. Smile. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we smile so much now that the you know, dollar is worthless. But yeah, <laughs> yes, so. maybe um, yes. But I remember. I remember was, oh, sorry. Go, you go, Dan. You go, Dan. I was going through Europe and I um and I was I was talking to some and they were, they were like, oh, so you're you're German? And I was like, no, I'm Australian. And they're like, oh, so you're German Australian? And I was like, <laughs> no. And I couldn't figure out why this person thought I was German. And then I realised I had an Aboriginal flag on my bag, oh. and this person's <laughs> mistaken my Aboriginal flag for a German flag, even though they, they are slightly well, different. Yeah. But I, I'm assuming the colours are the same. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really funny that because um, obviously the Aboriginal flag isn't something that's known internationally. It's not famous uh, enough for mm. people to sort of know. So, it was... so some 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 indigenous uh, comedy performers have said they've gone over to India to perform, and everyone thinks they're a local there, <laughs> which is is kind of, kind of an interesting <laughs> idea, isn't it? Oh, one hundred percent. That's all that happened to me. <laughs> they uh, they all thought that I was, and, and I uh, I quite literally said. Oh, I'm not Indian, and that was the biggest laugh I got the entire set. Because <laughs> that's why they thought they were, you were trying to fool them. Yeah, they. I think they thought that I was like I've got this thick Australian accent, uh, so I'm just like ha ha ha. I'm not Indian, and then they're like, yeah. You are. I, I when I came out, I, I, like on on stage, they introduced me, and I walked out, and I was like, "Hey, everyone, it's my first time in India," and everyone just crossed <laughs> their arms, and this elderly Indian lady just said, "That makes you a bad Indian boy," and I was like, "No, I'm not. I'm not Indian." Uh, and then yeah, everyone was laughing, and I'm like, "No, I'm not. That's not a setup to a joke. That's not a joke. I'm not Indian." And, and does this mean they like, get they get a, vo- a, a, a a vote in the voice? <laughs> Absolutely, they should. 1.4 billion yeah. votes coming our That's way. Good. Here we go. It goes we'll both ways because I was walking around going, "You could be my cousin. You could be my cousin. Like you look like you're related to me." Oh. It was. It's yeah. There's so many, so many similarities between our um, our look. So I totally understand. I, I, I totally get. But yeah, I'm, I should be claiming some of them over and bringing them over here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God it's Friday. Uh, Gary Eck, Beck Melrose, uh, Indian comedian Dane Simpson is <laughs> with us from Melbourne. Uh, now the um, uh, Sydney is facing a graveyard crisis. We read this week with some religious groups unable to buy pre uh, to uh, pre buy plots because of shortages and warnings that the secular lawn at Rookwood is likely to be full within five years. So we're all going to have to find religion very quickly. <laughs> so what's your solution, Gary Eck? Well, Richard, I mean, there's, we've got a lot of homes with big backyards. Not oh, home, home burial. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, the kids are growing up, they've left, no one's using the backyard anymore. So there's a lot of space and you could rent. It's like an Airbnb yeah. for dead people. You know what I mean? Like you can, you can come and bury your dead, you know, in this fantastic backyard and, you know, a nice part of Sydney or whatever. Have you ever tried to remove one of those old-style hills hoists in the middle of the backyard? No, I haven't. They've, 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 yeah. they've been a huge concrete, uh, you know, it's, it's a thing that was left by the previous generation. Yeah. You know, they're a great, great generation. They yeah. fought the Second World War, fantastic generation. I'm not – but they left a little time bomb for their – Successes, which is are these, and they're kind of it's like a ton of concrete mm. in the middle of the backyard. So if you actually went once you've removed it, 
There's a hole there. It's There's perfect. Waiting. It's and, perfect. And you're going to replace it with another stone on top of it. You're going to replace it yeah. with the bloke who put it in in the first place. <laughs> and, <laughs> and why not keep the hills hoist there as a kind of like so you can hang out there washing as a remembrance? <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. It's just so, you know. all at half mast. Peg it all at half mast. <laughs> yeah. Out of respect. I, well, you know, you, you laugh, but it's not a bad idea. Okay, the backyards of Sydney pressed into use. You might get someone famous too. In a kind of air. B and B, that's air burial and <laughs> something else. That's us with B. I can't think of it. Uh, Dane, how are we going to cope with a graveyard crisis here in Sydney? Uh, this is coming from the Wagga Wagga boy, but if you would tell me if in five years' time everyone in Sydney is going to lose the plot, I'm going to be yeah, exactly. <laughs> I knew it all along. You knew it all along. Really? Can't we send the I, bodies to Melton in, in <laughs> Melbourne? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I genuinely, I don't know why there's not more um, people being turned into diamonds. I think that's a that's a great way to go. Like that's a, you know how they crush you and put you into yeah. a diamond yeah. and then you're. Uh, yeah, this you're is this is from a man who lost his wife's wedding ring. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. okay. <laughs> Yeah, so 100%. So you get turned, you turn us into your, a diamond and then you'd lose it. <laughs> and, and, and Where's Dad? <laughs> I'm, I'm better for it. Um, that, that's, yeah, that, that could be a thing, you know, that's that's mm. fine, I, I reckon. There, there could be like a somebody walking around thinking that they're wearing a, a $10,000 diamond mm. when realistically it's just Dad. <laughs> um, <laughs> What about the Riverina stone fruit industry there in uh, in Wagga Wagga? Don't you need some scarecrows? Couldn't we, uh, you know, because you, you want people yeah, working till yeah, the very yeah. end, don't you? You don't yeah, want people, there we go. You don't want people yeah. slacking off yeah. just because they're dead. That's right. Yeah, out of Barambola Wives, we, we could do is just hanging some people up out in the great fields. <laughs> oh, that's so grim just, but very sick, funny. We're sick of malingerers yeah. in this, in this forward-thrusting economy of ours. Mm. You've seen the unemployment rate. We need workers. Can't, can't, can't you know, rest on your laurels just because you're dead. <laughs> Beck Milrose, how are we going to solve the crisis? I don't think we're going to solve this crisis until we solve the housing crisis because there's a lot of parallels. Mm. And I think my generation's going to be affected by this the most because we're in a catch-22 now where we need people to die to get their houses, but when they die, we're going to lose our grapes. <laughs> so what are we going to do? Like we, we take So you don't know whether yeah. to wish good health yeah, right? on me. We're or stuck. not. We are stuck. We're going to take their house for 70 years and then they take our final resting place for eternity. <laughs> yeah. And they've probably got investment graves. They've got a holiday grave down in Molly Mook. Yeah. Like, we're in trouble. This is not looking good for us. <laughs> holiday grave. The holiday grave. <laughs> and Molly Mook's lovely. Yeah, I mean, what a beautiful what view. A, what a view for all eternity. <laughs> Gary Eck, Big Milrose and Dane Simpson are with us. Who were the winners and losers of the week? Dane Simpson. Oh, uh, winners of the week, people who caught my show at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, mm. always was, always will be funny. Um, it's, <laughs> it does sound very egotistical, and it is. Um, yeah. And, um, and the losers, Yes, this is joining your audience, which currently consists of your mother and father. Mum, dad, um, and, that, you know, I make sure that they buy tickets, uh, no freebies. And, <laughs> but and it's, no all right, it's all right, dad, I'll turn you into a diamond later. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's funny enough because Dad just comes to the show and he's like, hang on, I lived this. This is yeah. just stories about me. Um, and, yeah, losers, probably, yeah, the people who missed out on my international, on my Melbourne International Comedy Festival show. Um, what losers? Uh, what terrible yeah, losers. Yeah, losers. Beck, Beck Melrose, who were the winners and losers of the week? I was at the Easter show this week, so I saw plenty of winners and losers. Uh, one of the losers was an alpaca that couldn't walk up a ramp. Loser. I can do that. Uh, and the winner was definitely. Did, a- you, did you remonstrate with it? No. You know, did you give make it clear your feelings? Look, I was mm. really trying to support it. The whole crowd was behind it. It, it mm. felt kind of like one of those moments at the Olympics where there's a real underdog or under alpaca, I guess. Mm. But it just couldn't do it. And I thought, yeah, yeah. what loser. a terrible what animal. A loser. You know? yeah. when, loser. Someone picks, Absolute loser. When, if someone picks on an alpaca, I feel like they've been spat on. <laughs> yes, I don't spit and tell. <laughs> It was uh, not a I'll good day. pack up your troubles. And the uh, winner? The winner was a chicken that I saw get a bath. Uh, they used a very fancy shampoo, a human shampoo, and it got a full blow dry and walked around like it was feeling a million bucks. So mm. I think that chicken well, At the was Easter the show. At the Easter show. The Easter show's changed. Yeah, it's changed a lot. <laughs> it's yeah. Chickens are getting baths. Chickens are getting baths now. Yeah. And uh, I sat through the full demonstration. So Yeah. That's it's all one. about chickens now getting like their space, and you know, yeah. every time you buy a pack, packet of eggs, every it keeps getting better and better. Like yeah. one hen per fifteen thousand kilometers, you know, it's just, yeah. just on its own, <laughs> you know, gets daily massages getting, and like, pep talks. Yeah, yeah, yeah chook like, breaky. It's like really release the chicken within. You can do it. Go. <laughs> Unblock the throat chakra yeah. and the cloaca chakra. You know, <laughs> cloaca, cloaca chakra. <laughs> Play that egg. Who were the who were the losers of the week? Un- uh, uh, other than us, for well, hearing yeah. the word cloaca so many times, not sure. That's I think I need to talk to someone after hearing that word. Um, I think I think well, the, the winners and losers kind of a combined. Uh, the people in Western Australia got to witness the um, eclipse, the eclipse, which is you know a winning experience. But apparently, it wasn't the moon. Uh, SpaceX, uh, Elon Musk went for a spacewalk, and his ego. <laughs> Apparently blocked out the sun. <laughs> That's what you are watching. Uh, please thank Gary Eck, Beck Milrose, and Dane Simpson. Uh, remember, come along and see us at Chatswood Concourse on Thursday for our show as part of the Sydney Comedy Festival. Next week, that will involve Wendy Harmer, Rebecca De Unamuno, and Tar here with music from the Soul Movers. Until then, I'm Richard Glover. And thank God it's Friday. Ooh.